Hi, and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Today, we have Tom Papa with us. He is an amazing stand-up comedian. We talk about his new Netflix special, You're Doing Great. It's very motivational. It's very enjoyable. It's very, uh, it's a very feel-good comedy special. We also talk about his love of bread. And we learn a little bit about how you make bread. This is an educational episode. And we finally crack the case on uh, his illustrious career in B-movie. It's an important question. Everyone wants to know what it's like to be part of the meme of all memes movie, B-movie. Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Tom Papa. Um, Tom, thank you for being here. I just watched your special. I love it. Oh, it's thank you. absolutely wonderful. It's just so pleasant right. the whole time, <laughs> even though you're talking about, you know, the world that we live in, that we get consumed with social media and yeah. our own, like, you know, where we're at. It's a very nice, um, it's almost like a life coaching session. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like. Have you ever considered getting into the world of life coaching? <laughs> I haven't. I, I have been getting that response a lot yeah. to the special. Yeah, I saw Pat Oswald was saying that it's like a veiled pep talk the whole yeah. time. And <laughs> yeah. that's great. And uh uh I I am pretty optimistic by nature. Mm-hmm. And um, good for you. Yeah. Hold on to that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just uh I just and it just kind of started coming out that way, like as I was touring. I would tell people yeah. in the audience that they're doing great. Yeah. And because it really just made me think like people have this feeling like they're not doing enough, but I, mm-hmm. that's nothing's changed other than our expectation. Yeah. And true. seeing other people's supposed lives, mm-hmm. just this false stuff on media and we're so, curated. Yeah. So yeah. I just started telling people, no, you realize this is as good as it gets. <laughs> and <laughs> you're doing and pretty great. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be. A very pessimistic way it's, to think about things. No, right. It's not at all. It's yeah. actually, no, this is really the way it is. And it's freeing in a way. Yeah. So I was like, you're doing great. And people would come up to me uh-huh. after the shows and with all sincerity, yeah. thank me. Really? Like, thank you for saying that because I've really been feeling. <laughs> Some people, like a, yeah, you yeah. don't know that you need that little bit of encouragement sometimes. Yeah. And it's, and for me, like performing and you get, to, you're on stage and people are applauding. People don't get applauded every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, it just kind of led that way. And it just had this, uh, I just started thinking, you know, most comedy is very cynical mm-hmm. and negative. And I said, well, I'm, this isn't the way this material is going and I, I'm not going to alter it. I'm just going to be sincere and optimistic. Oh, cool. And it was kind of funny because, and it worked and it was mm-hmm. like, people really enjoy it and it's all good. Uh, but people would ask me in interviews like, so like they didn't trust me right. because I am a comedian. They're like, When's the so other shoe gonna drop? you really mean we're not doing great. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you really mean the world is not. The, so, uh, but I re- really was sincere. But and I think it's a weird thing today. It is. It is a weird like level of trust with someone, especially a comedian, that you're like, where's the sarcasm <laughs> here? Yeah, where's the actual like doomsday yeah. mantra going right now? But that's nice. So you kind of let it evolve organically just based on like the feedback and the feeling. Yeah, and I just kept going with it. And then it kind of um it kind of just started to set in a certain way. And then uh and it's only after it's come out that uh-huh. That like like you're back to your original question, which I didn't even answer. Is uh, <laughs> I've never thought of being a life coach. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I okay. am. I can't Now's be. The time. I can't be a life coach, but I do feel like a little bit of um, uh, I, a bit of a know it all. Like I consider uh-huh. myself okay. like in this realm. I kind of feel like. Yeah, you should probably listen to me rather than the person telling you to give up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Especially because you talk so much about social media and it's the world that we live in and you're so inundated with messages all day long, like you say in the special yeah. too, of people being like, get out there and fucking kill it today. Yeah, yeah. When you don't necessarily, like that's an insincere kind of motivation, yeah. I think, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also curious about, because you talk so much about social media, what is your relationship with social media, because I you've been on Twitter since two thousand seven. Yeah, that's not bonkers. Yeah, but not really like that active. I guess. Yeah. Like I just. Yeah. No, it is kind of. It's it's weird that it started that. Well, long just ago. also. Yeah, that's the to yeah. hear like that. It's been over a decade that Twitter has existed. I feel like yeah. it was yesterday that I saw Michael Ian Black using it for the first right. time, and I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, we're you, supposed to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy it, but I don't digest a lot of it. 
that's healthy. I, I think. don't go through. I I made a decision like I don't know maybe three years ago that I'm not going through the feed. Oh, on Twitter, good for you. So excuse me, I'll go through my mentions uh-huh. and messages, but I've ne- I have and I. It's weird. It wasn't like quitting smoking or something. I just right. said I don't do that anymore, uh-huh. and I don't. I just don't go through the so I don't see the chatter That's of nice. all the stuff and. Talking to my friends that do, yeah, I can tell they're like kind of like shaky and frazzled, and uh-huh. and, uh, and I just don't, uh, I just don't do that, and it made it so much better. Yeah. And when this special came out, uh, it was so overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. The reaction was so positive that for the first time, I was like, I'm going to check my mentions. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's good to watch look at people's comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they were all it was just love, love, love. Oh, that's great. So it was really cool. That's but, all I was gonna ask stuff, like the feedback. I'm also very sensitive to it all. Are you? Yeah. So like when people make comments mm-hmm. that uh that are negative, they do rattle in my head for a bit. Mm-hmm. As I think they probably all of us, but for me, I just know that I'm not I, I take it all very personally. Mm. And like if people were to misinterpret something I said on a podcast or something and come at me for and it really like it took me a while to be like just don't respond and don't and just yeah. blow it off i really was like no don't you don't you understand i was trying <laughs> to say this and i realized they don't even they're right. not acting with that much sincerity yeah, yeah so why am i yeah kind of hung up on it but um it's i think lot- that's why i started talking about it in the act is that I do feel like we are the first human beings that have had to deal with this. Yeah. This mental thing at every level. I've got kids, I've got mm. friends, you know, myself. It is something that has to kind of be managed because it's, you know, the mental thing is how we run our lives and mm-hmm. it's affecting it for sure. Yeah. And there's no blueprint to the effects, the long-term and short-term effects yeah. of all of this social media on us. We're kind of experiencing it in real time right now. Yeah, and then for it being super positive, and I think it's so great to see different groups and different cultures and everybody, like we're mm-hmm. able to like relate to each other in a new way. And yeah. there's a, so much that's positive, but then there's a darkness that, uh, that also intercedes. And I think that uh, I just am very conscious of trying to manage it and, yeah. and and looking at like my kids and trying to manage it for them. And Cause how old are your kids? 14 and 17. Oh, so they're in that sweet spot of the social media being yeah. their, you know, life force. Completely. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's weird because I'll, I'll, I know exactly when they walk into the room, I know if they've been on their phone or not. Really? A hundred percent. They just come in and they're bleary eyed and they're kind of like catatonic and something just happened. Uh, you don't know what. And then other times they just walk in and you know that they haven't been on their phone. There's a just lightness. Lightness. And they're <laughs> yeah. talking to you and yeah. they're just like, they're, they're present. Uh-huh. So it's a heavy thing. It's yeah. not, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of jokes made about it, but it really is a heavy mental thing. And, yeah. and I think you just have to find what works for you, you know? But I think that's, I think it's great. It's a nice like breath of fresh air because you're not sugarcoating anything. Mm -hmm. You're calling things as they are, but you're also reminding people that nothing really matters. (laughs) None of this really matters. (laughs) Yeah, no, it doesn't. And it's important to hear that. So the feedback has been very positive, has been very sincere. Do you get a lot of really heartfelt messages or people coming up to you after shows? Yeah, no, and on a... on this, on, on social media to people after shows for sure. Yeah. I mean, what's cool about that is it's just, you know, I've been around enough where people like come up and they're like, you got me through this really hard time mm. or, you know, this, we had this, I mean, and the, the tragedies are, you know, profound. Yeah. And to know that like somebody was watching my special over and over and over again, this is my, even before this one, you know, like in the hospital while mm-hmm. they were like, you know what I mean? Like wow. that's a, it's um, you're always caught up in what am I doing with my career? Where, sure. is, where is it going? And, how, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then there is that real sincere again thing that like, no, this woman, my special, my jokes got her through this worst time in her life yeah. kind of a thing, which is really crazy it's to powerful. digest. Yeah. And then to and now I'm getting all of these messages saying, you know, I needed to hear this in this special, I needed mm-hmm. to hear this message now because my kid is sick. I lost my job. My wow. parents just um, 
just moved away. Like all mm. this like long list of, and you can tell like some of them are, you know, when, right. there's that thing on, on all of our devices. Like if the message is six inches long, you're like, okay, this, this <laughs> is a real, this, this is either crazy or this is really yeah, heartfelt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Those know? are the two options. Yeah. Uh, and that is something honestly, I, I didn't take lightly. I don't take lightly being able to laugh and have a good time and, mm-hmm. and what that does for us. Yeah. But I did, I didn't, uh, I guess I didn't really, uh, anticipate the impact of it. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to project, you know, what could be people's, you know, interpretations of this. And you, you know, mentioned that you're like sensitive to the feedback that yeah. when it comes in that sincere and that sort of like with gravitas that right. there's probably for you, like a, <laughs> yeah. it hits you in a very powerful way. Yeah, it does. And in, yeah, in the negative way and the positive way. Mm-hmm. So it's, and then I always feel bad when they ask for like a picture. Can you just sign a picture? I'm like, this isn't the, this isn't the 70s. I don't have like a stack of shots. You don't have and your I, headshots, your glossy black and white headshots at the ready for that? I know, I feel bad. <laughs> like I gotta get some shots or something. Uh, well, you, you're, I'm also from New Jersey originally. Right. Um, so it was a point to record this special in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Why? Just because, because it's, you know, a place near and dear to your heart, obviously. Yeah, this is my fourth one and I'd never shot it in, I've been in New York and other places, but I was like, consciously wanted to do it in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, I, I just felt like the timing was right. And I do still really have an affection for the for the state. Yes. And Newark and Newark is like um It was in Newark that you It was shot? in Newark. Oh, wow, yeah. cool. And it's just, you know, New Jersey has this long list of beautiful legendary cities that mm-hmm. are really bombed out. Yeah. Through corruption, uh horrible horrible governance of of the people and there's all these good people in all of these places really trying to do stuff and bring them back like mm-hmm. Passaic and Patterson and Trenton and Camden right. and it's ridiculous that these great places this far from New York yeah. are just like struggling and bombed out. And there's my sister runs this tra- uh, nonprofit in Clifton, which is kind of like where the Giants play mm-hmm. around there, um, converting all of these abandoned farmlands in northern New Jersey. It was the Garden State, right. you know, and, and she's found all these abandoned farms and she's converting them and bringing people in from schools. And these wow. kids have learning gardens, and it's like. These small efforts. Yeah, it's beautiful. That, yeah, that are really having an impact. And I feel like there's there's some success stories like Jersey City or Asbury Park mm-hmm. where they were in the same state, the same condition, and people went in and got motivated and changed it. Mm-hmm. And now Asbury Park is back to what it was like in the 40s, which is this great, beautiful Thriving. place with Victorian homes oh, on nice. the water. And it's just like... An amazing, amazing thing. So anyway, that's um I felt like any time we can kind of shine a light on those yeah. places and and then have the opportunity to talk about it, I think uh felt like uh the right move. That's great. Yeah. Do you this is your sister that's doing these um gardens and this whole yeah, give City back. Green. It's called City Green. Do you feel inadequate to your sister doing that sort of work? <laughs> I do. I do, because it's a nonprofit. She, <laughs> I mean, as much as I like t- making people feel nice yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and giving a positive message to the world, I, I want a nice car. And right, I, right. I, I, I will I, make you laugh and feel good for a price. Yeah. Where's the check? Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. But she is a she is uh, she has a deeper moral character than I do. That's great. Good <laughs> yeah. for her. Yeah. She's doing it. Wait, and yeah. I read that your brother's a sportscaster. No. No. No, that's not well, my the, brother. The internet is spreading a lot of false information. I think, that's, I think that's a new thing because I've been asked that a couple times. It's also such a strange factoid to be false under your name. <laughs> I know, but for years people asked, are you related to Bob Papa? And there's another, I think like a Greg Papa or something, who is another sportscaster. Right. And uh, for years people were just, would just ask, are you related? Uh-huh. And now people are saying definitively, so you're brothers. Yeah, Wikipedia has created this relationship <laughs> for you. That's so funny. Yeah. No, I don't know him. I have an Uncle Bob, but... Uh, He's not in broadcasting. He's, he's in Florida. Still time. There's playing golf. Still a <laughs> no, there's not much time. He's still in the sports game, <laughs> yeah, though. Not a lot of time. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, what's it like, you know, touring so much? I ask all the stand-ups this because mm. I'm always so curious. It is such a bizarre life that you guys have, um, you know, 
show to show, state to state, like yeah. city to city. Do you enjoy it still? I mean, you've been doing this for so long. I really enjoy it. And it's interesting. I never really thought it was weird. Really? Yeah, until very, very recently. Oh, wow. I was in a hotel somewhere in the middle of the winter, like near Fargo or something. Sure. And I'm in this, there's not a lot of people like checking into this hotel. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just laying on this, it just hit me like, Look at where you are. Just like, t- I, which I never do. I yeah. just go. You, you know? reflected for a moment. I reflected for a moment. And I'm like, there's a funny lamp and a weird window, and this heater's making a strange noise. And my kids are 3,000 miles away. What are you doing exactly? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is you. weird. But, you know, the whole thing is like standing up in front of a crowd yeah. and being the one person talking that's weird very strange there's there's a lot you really can't kind of my I, I my motto is don't do the math yeah on anything yes. how old are you how how long <laughs> yeah. have you been together Taxes. how long have you been doing this podcast yeah. <laughs> how long yeah don't add up all the stuff cuz it's too daunting yeah just kind of live in in the moment and keep going but every once in a while of course i naturally do the math sure. and when i was i was I was doing that just like, yeah, this is a weird thing, but I do really, really enjoy it. Like, yeah. I'm, do you write on planes? Yeah, I write a lot on planes. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah. that feels like a, uh, you know, flying think tank. Yeah, as long as it's not uh, too rough of a ride. Yeah. The turbulence can mess up a, a plan of, you know, I have, <laughs> I've had a lot of writing in the last like three, four years uh-huh. where I just have... I have these radio shows and these books and right. the stand up and all this stuff. So I I haven't literally haven't seen a movie on a plane in like three years. Wow. Because it's it's just every time I have a moment well, I can open up a laptop and keep writing. And go. Well, that's how it's gonna you you produce so much content. Yeah. Right? Your your stand up, your radio shows, the special, your YouTube channel, everything. Do you ever take a break? Like I, and do any sort of like I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna put things out into the world right now. Um, yeah, well, no. no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not about putting. It's not as much like I have to put out every day, mm-hmm. but it's. Um, but I'm always creating every day. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm always writing for something that's going to come out, or mm-hmm. writing for something. But, but uh, no, I don't. I was actually at the supermarket the other day, uh-huh. and I cook a lot, so I, I know everyone there, and right. that. Um, the cashier said uh, she had a day off tomorrow, and it's been like eight days. She goes, "When? When is your day off? Are you, you are you weekends? Are you? Uh, when is your day off?" Uh-huh. And I was like, uh, "And again, like the moment in the hotel, like, oh, huh? I haven't thought about that. <laughs> I don't question. I, I don't have those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized I don't have wow. those. And uh, even on a day that you know that I think is going to be a day off, I crave them. Uh huh." But I will have done a morning radio show and then right. wrote a little something. The problem is, and it's not a problem, but mm-hmm. the the reality is I enjoy it. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's I feel not, like if you are getting actual like enjoyment and pleasure out of the yeah. thing you're doing, then why would you sit and reflect on how many days in a row you've been working? What am I going to, you know, yeah. I enjoy sitting and writing so much more than sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm to try and sit there, uh, yeah. you know, and get through a show or I just, it's, I, I don't. It's too much. Uh, it's too much. It's who's got the time. Uh, I know. Not here. I not literally, now. I interviewed an actor for, um, on uh, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt bad because I'd like to be you know, you want to prepared. be some, yeah. prepared, you yeah, know, at least some, at least be able to fake it. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and I have not seen that. Show. I love Breaking Bad. And uh-huh. I saw maybe one of Better Call Saul. Yeah. And I have not seen that show. And I'm like, I really should see it. And it's four seasons in. And yep. I'm like, that is a lot of hours that I would have to <laughs> yeah. peel out of my life. Like I want to see the. Yeah. Your intentions are good, yeah. but the execution is just daunting. <laughs> I was like, I am watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's about comedy. I know Kevin Pollack. I know, I have to yeah. watch this show. Yeah. And I opened my laptop. I got through 20 minutes. I'm like, what am I doing? I gotta, <laughs> I've got stuff to do. I other things to do <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, gosh i know who's got the time um that i haven't started either of those shows you either. haven't either no occasionally when we have guests on here that are you know from tv or film yeah. i i do the like 
quick. fingers crossed YouTube search for someone that's put a cut down together oh, of like that's the, smart. yeah of like here's what you missed the first season or that's the first four seasons. Really smart. So there's a life hack for you. Yeah, you that's a great hack. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, I want to get into the whole cooking side of things. I'm fascinated by this. Okay. I got to know if you're in the Food Network family now. Because okay. it seems like a very illustrious like fraternity <laughs> that yeah. I want to be part of. Uh, we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Um, okay, let's where talk about the baking, the cooking, the food of it mm-hmm. all. What, how and where did this start for you? Have you always just been interested in that world? I've always been interested in cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from an Italian family okay. in New Jersey, and everybody, that's kind of the way that we bond right. Is, right. Through, is through food and making it for each other and eating it and and uh, so I've always been, and my mother's a great cook, and my grandmothers were, and or one one was better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so I've always been into it. And then, and uh, baking, I always thought was something that was too precise. Yeah, it is very. Um, it's intimidating to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's too. It's there's a you, there's not a lot of room for failure. Not a lot of room for failure or creativity. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And. Uh, so, but then a friend of mine ta- taught me or just talked about, we were on a TV show together writing mm-hmm. and he told me about making sourdough bread and mm-hmm. the sourdough starter, which I'd never heard of before. Sure. It's like this living organism that is basically the wheat that, uh, do you know this? this I feel like thing? I've heard about this before, but I don't know the dynamics of it. It's like flour and water uh-huh. go into a bowl and then the yeast that's around us, uh-huh. just floating around, go in and eat it. Okay. And it starts to become this bubbly little mass. Wow. And then it becomes this bacteria in this organism. And that's like where the first yeast came from. Wow. So that's what people put into bread. And then instead of this flat, just flour and water. Right. Matzah, it became bread. And so it's a science fiction kind of thing. I didn't know there was yeast flying yeah. around us. I didn't know any of this. Right. You make that sound very like uh, dangerous and fun. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, like mad scientist. <laughs> right. And I, I told that story at my dinner table and uh, my daughter for Christmas got me, started a starter for me. On, oh, that's on, very sweet. On the sly. She's like, yeah. And then my friend, Max, um, Max Werner, who's uh, this great writer, he uh, gave me some of his starter uh-huh. and I just started messing around with it. Wow. And it's, it's baking, but it's more like cooking. Like there is room for error. Like you have, there's a, you have to be pretty precise about uh-huh. some of it, but there is also this more artistic kind of uh room for it, I guess. Okay. And I just got obsessed with it. I don't really? know what it was, but it just kind of clicked in uh-huh. and I just got, I couldn't believe I was making these beautiful <laughs> From your breads. own hands. Yeah, yeah. like this, it was insane. I was <laughs> Out like, of literally thin air. Yeah, yeah. and it, literally. And it was this great bread and it was better for us. Wow. And it was just, you know, you start, I started to really go down this wormhole and I started to like <laughs> c- compare these breads to what was being eaten by myself and my family our entire lives right. from the supermarket that we thought was really good bread that yeah. had like a, wooden carved sign on the label and <laughs> yeah, country yeah, wheat yeah. and seeing that it was filled with sugar and all these preservatives. And, uh-huh. and I just got so excited about it. <laughs> and I couldn't believe also that we were the first generation that wasn't allowed to eat bread. That made no sense to oh, me. Yeah, yeah. Like why after thousands of years we show up <laughs> and we're not allowed to eat bread and people are suffering from gluten and yeah. sugar, weight and all that. I'm like, this something's wrong. And when I started making this flour, water, Salt and yeast, four ingredients. That's all that goes into real bread. I was like, I just got hooked on it. I knew it was a a good thing to bring into the world. Uh So I just kept going. And then I would visit bakeries and I would learn how to do it. I would just kind of like, you know, I wouldn't go in the back and like make them teach me. But (laughs) I would see what flour they were using. I would strike up conversations, start following them on Instagram, any kind of like obsession that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it just became a huge part of, and still a huge part of uh, of my life. I just do it all the time, and yeah. I keep trying to get better at it. And I still fail. I had a 
a disaster yesterday that was oh, came no. out like a hockey puck and well that's uh is that part of the appeal though is that you know you never know what the end product is going to actually turn out like yeah I, I i it is very analogous to comedy where you mm -hmm. can get really good at it yeah it is a craft you can get really good at it but that doesn't mean that there's not trouble waiting for you around right. the corner. Like, you really <laughs> yeah. could, this could be a horrible night. Even yeah. as good as you are, it could be horrible. And it's very similar. And, um, but you know, I, now I just, it's just this great added thing. And it's really kind of. Do you, off. do you get into like the great British baking yeah. show? I do like watching that. Yeah. Mary Berry, Paul Hollywood, all of the hits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm obsessed. I love them very much. Bread Such week is my one. favorite week on Great British Bake Off <laughs> or Great British Baking Show. I didn't even know they had that. Oh, get into it. Oh yeah. You'll love it. Bread, bread week. week. Yeah. Every, Ooh, every season there's a bread week and it is one of my favorites. Oh man. I'm going to look that up. There are some masterpieces and there are some real disasters. <laughs> yeah. And it is heart wrenching. Yeah. And I like, just like the pace of that. It's so oh. different than uh, American shows. Yes. And the, the drama mm -hmm. that happens, quote unquote, yeah. is so peaceful and so <laughs> handled immediately. And kind. Yeah. I know. Then you go, over the Food Network and they're like in your face like it's you suck and being like ah! <laughs> screaming and Quick lighting everything cuts. on fire <laughs> yeah, yeah right exactly <laughs> oh yeah it, it really drives me crazy but you had a show on Food Network I did it was called Baked yeah and they caught wind of my habit of touring around the country and visiting bakeries and mm -hmm. they thought let's make that into a show yeah so I it was a natural fit. It was just like this really cool thing to do. And visiting these bakers, I mean, they're some of the greatest people you can meet. You right. Know? I and would aren't always, their, their hours are bonkers, They're insane. They right? work really hard. Yeah. Any kind of like little daydream I would have of opening a bakery was like, no way. <laughs> they're up at like 3 a.m. or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you walk into a place and you see like a, a counter filled a case filled with pastries and all this right i always thought in my head though those are just always there yeah yeah, yeah. and now i'm meeting these people that are making those every day it was like this is hard hard work yeah but it most of it comes from love like they got into it they a lot of people left other careers or mm -hmm. they did it through their family just for the love of it yeah and that really separates the ones that are mediocre to the great ones, mm -hmm. literally in the taste of whatever they're making. Wow. The heart and soul is something really, really palpable. It's it's huh. it's real. And so I would meet these people and it was really fun. We did one season of it. Uh-huh. And something it was really well received people were really into it, but they just kind of buried it when it came out. And they yeah. put it like on Labor Day night at 10 o'clock at night. Hot spot. <laughs> Labor Day night. And you know, it's so funny. I've, I've had shows that have been, you know, derailed sure. or whatever before. And how they're telling you with all sincerity, no, that's a good spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? When everyone's driving home on yeah. Labor Day night yeah, at 10 o'clock at night. Everyone has off of work and they're seeing fireworks somewhere. Yeah. The one time no one's watching television. All right. Yeah. Thank you. What an honor. I know. Oh, I stand corrected. And it was the, and then the next one was like the Emmys. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it was like literally oh, really yeah. bad. So I don't know what went down, but I have an inkling mm -hmm. that this was the only travelogue show okay. on Food Network. Everything's competitions now, mm -hmm. except for Guy Fieri's Empire. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't, and there's some reason why that is the most popular show on the network. Yeah. And there's no duplicates of that show on the network. Oh, There's literally yeah. no, I, I don't know. I I'm haven't not a thought about that guy. before. Fascinating. But why? Why? Have you met Guy? I did meet Guy. How was that experience? He was a very nice guy. This is way before I baked bread. Okay. And I had some other show that was on the air at the time. And we were at the gate at an airport and <laughs> struck up a conversation. And we, I think we were at some same NBC event or okay. something. And yeah, very nice guy. Yeah. But I know he's motivated. I know he. Yeah. I know he. Uh, it's slash and burn with people with uh, competition. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it was him, <laughs> but somebody somewhere there are some question marks didn't right. want 
bakeries, bagels, and dives on and, the air. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. It was too beloved. And now, every time you go to the Burbank Airport, you get to see that Guy Fieri little pop-up restaurant. So funny you say that. smacking you in the face. It's so funny. I literally saw that the other day. Did I was on you? My, yeah, I was going up to Seattle last weekend. I'm like, this is where I have to get coffee. <laughs> Fire and flames. <laughs> oh, it was so great. I went uh, with a friend to the Guy Fieri restaurant in Times Square one time for like a fun, you know, thing. Yeah. And they were actually closing like two days later. Oh, really? And first of all, the place is monstrous. It's yeah. like three weird scattered floors. <laughs> yeah. How they pay that rent blows my mind. But our server was like, yeah, the... um we were shutting down in two days. There was just garbage everywhere. Like no one was cleaning any tables. And he just had an entire bottle of Sky Vodka in his like coat with him. He's like, we're all like basically looting the restaurant because we didn't find out till yesterday. Oh my God. Insane. I was like, this is perfect. This yeah. is enhancing and elevating my experience yeah. right now. Thank you. So much better than if everything was going all right. Oh, so great. Well, rest in peace to So your- rest in peace. And, but so many people were hitting me up forever on to ask how it was done. Right. How do you make it? How do you do it? You've inspired me. That yeah. people were like really like wanting to get into it. So I just started posting stuff on YouTube showing mm-hmm. people how to do it. And, you know, just to kind of keep that part yeah. of the thing going. And it's funny, like my, we they ran the show again on cooking. We're like, maybe it is coming back and maybe it's not. And I didn't really want to spend any of my show business anxiety on a baking show. I didn't. <laughs> on the thing that was bringing you joy totally. and like a meditative like hobby yes, to have. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I really want things to go in my yeah. career. This is like, if it happens, it happens. Sure. But then after doing it and meeting all these people and having the response, I was like, they made me want it again. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. Now, now it's just like getting a sitcom on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. And my daughter said something in her in her 16-year-old wisdom was, uh, I just feel like you're going to do this show eventually, and it might not be for 15 years, but yeah. you're not stopping, and it's just going. This, does it matter if it's this year or not? Right. And I was like, well, that wow. makes perfect sense. Wow. She threw your own sort of like uh, wisdom back at you. <laughs> she totally did. Yeah. yeah, she totally did. And I'm like, yeah, so I'll just put them on YouTube. How's That's that the been? other thing, as you know. Yeah. You don't need to take meetings and get networks to say yes to you if you want to no. make something these days. You just make it. You can just make it. Anyone can make anything. Anything, yeah. Literally anything. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it really it is. <laughs> uh, it is. So, you know, I don't know how many people are watching it, but I just put it up like a week ago. Cool. And- and we'll just I'll just do it there. Yeah, then you have the freedom. You're not waiting for execs to call you and tell you when which award show night you're gonna air. And you can watch it on Labor Day night, or you, you can go. watch it the next night. You can watch it on your phone while you're at the bar for Labor Day. That's at the right. Same time, it's yeah. perfect. Screw you, Food Network. <laughs> um, how do your your you have two daughters? Yes. How do they feel about their dad being you? Um, I think they're, uh, they like it. I mm-hmm. think they like that there's, you know, there's, they like that, uh, I'm funny and it's a funny house. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? But like, they genuinely think you're funny. Yeah. That's great. I can make them laugh, which is good. That's great. Not all the time. <laughs> you know, my one, the my younger one, uh, she's kind of funny in a adult kind of way. Okay. Like, you know, like a little cutting and a little, she doesn't. You know, she's not doing it for approval. Right, kind of right, 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 right. And uh, if, she, wants, if she wants to really, like, burn me a little bit, she'll hear me making a joke to somebody in the other room, and uh-huh. she'll just go, ha, jokes. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like, so, that cuts deep. <laughs> oh, it's hurtful. Brutal, yeah. <laughs> but I like it so much. Uh, Are but, they? Yeah, but I think they, I think it, they like, uh, as the older they get, they realize this isn't kind of like a normal life. Like, okay. I think they kind of appreciate Carving out a different path than mm. a lot of the other dads. Yeah. I think they dig that. I think they like if I can get them close to something that they enjoy. Right, right. If you can be a link somehow. Yeah. Like <laughs> I might have an I might have an in to get to uh one of RuPaul's brunch <gasps> things. Wow, that's a major, major hookup. Major hookup. <laughs> Major hookup. My daughter is going to be so pleased with that. My stand-up special, I, they Couldn't haven't seen shit. it. They, yeah. I don't think they, they're not interested. They haven't read my book. There's no, 
But if I can get them to RuPaul uh, uh, or drag race. they met Miley Cyrus once, it's like, wow. then I get That cred. legitimizes your career in their eyes. A hundred percent. That's very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, how do you decide with, you know, books, stand up, everything, where do you decide what stories or commentary you want to make goes into what? Do you have, do you kind of like take stock of that? Or of what? Of where? Of like where you put things? Whether this is a joke for the actor yeah. or for the book or? Yeah. I don't. It's kind of, uh, I kind of feel like it all feeds each other. Okay. Um, there are certain, things don't really translate that well, like written. Like I'll write things right. for Live From Here, which is this, uh, what Prairie Home Companion used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Live From Here. Now that's an NPR show that runs every week. And I do these monologues on it called Out in America. Yeah. And there are, you know, it's basically seven minutes of stand-up, mm-hmm. you know, about me traveling and trying to shine a light on all the good people in America. Right, right. And uh, and it's interesting because it'll do really well when I'm there. And But for some reason, like you can't just pull those jokes out and put them in the act. Right. You can get like an idea, but that for some and that and similarly, things from my act don't necessarily they'll go into a book mm-hmm. or a written form, but that that's so abbreviated and cut down that it has to be kind of be expanded. And, right. And put you know in a so it's just yeah they're different mediums even yeah. though they're all under the same umbrella. Did everything just get louder? Oh, that's so Oh, funny. yeah, you have a volume like, button right there. I, I was like, there's no volume button. I didn't touch the button. That's but all a, of a sudden, you got so loud. And I was looking at your eyes like, am I having a stroke? I Why are you face. not reacting? I was like, I don't know. I have no help medically for you, whatever you're experiencing right now. Would that be funny if I just all of a sudden got it in the middle of the interview? Yeah, it would be, for me, honestly, the highest viewed podcast yeah. that we've had. Aren't you waiting for that? though i mean i hope every time that someone has a medical malfunction every podcast (laughs) fingers crossed um okay back to bread a little bit is it in your expert opinion okay to pick mold off of a piece of bread and eat it oh it's interesting or is that a complete taboo i think it's probably okay okay (laughs) i think it's more okay for cheese yes uh for bread it depends how much, <laughs> because because like I'll see mold on bread, right? And my eyes aren't that great, so I'll see mold on bread <laughs> and then think it's off, and then think, what else am I? What ha- what am I not just not seeing? Right, right. What's right. more microscopic? It's got to be all through it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Okay. You can so, probably. Why do you ask? I, I haven't done it recently. I'm just curious because right. I have done the thing where I've bought a loaf of bread in yeah. like the uh, expectation that I'm going to like make sandwiches for myself. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Bread sits there and then like a piece at the end will collect mold. And I sometimes feel a little bad throwing the entire thing away. Right. And I didn't know if you had knowledge in the bread world that I didn't know about. If that's like actually no problem. No, this deal. is p- no knowledge, pure instinct. I'd say throw it out. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Don't Good feel bad. There's more bread out there. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Um, B movie. Mm-hmm. You're part of one of the most memed movies so that's crazy. ever been created. How has how has that been to be part of such a legacy? Uh, what's really <laughs> so funny? No one saw it coming. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's so hilarious is we did that movie, and my daughter was my older daughter was probably five, uh-huh. and she got to go to the premiere. We wear a little. B thing. And it was like perfect timing. Very sweet. And then I literally didn't even know it was a craze, a meme craze. Yeah. And probably two years into it being, <laughs> and my daughters were just like, hey, uh, you know, that thing is everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because I mean, they have a poster down in the playroom, yeah. you know, and they know that I'm one of the, the, the bees. But they literally, this is how... <laughs> disconnected they are from any of the career kind of stuff it really had been going on for a couple years and i had no clue and i'm like why why is this hitting she goes i don't know just something about like a a bee having a sexual relationship with a woman is just it's a weird movie the people have to comment on it they can't get over it i know and uh so yeah i try and i try and squeeze a little of that out yeah yeah it's uh it blows my mind it's uh who knows how memes work and why but yeah. um 
congratulations on being part of one of the great uns. <laughs> how do I turn it to my, how do I get anything out of it? I, I mean, be merch <laughs> right? at, at shows, sell some stuff afterwards. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even posted like a picture of me as the V. Really? I, I, yeah. Now's the time. Now's Bring the it t- back. <laughs> Filter it into is the it rotation. Is it over? Is the craze over? I feel like you can resurrect it if it is. <laughs> I feel like everyone's waiting for someone to get the B movie meme going again. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Um, when was the last time you got a parking ticket? Um, well, a parking ticket, mm-hmm. mm, parking ticket, a little while. I haven't gotten a parking ticket, but I got a toll ticket. Oh yeah. Ha- that got like mailed to you afterwards. Yeah, That's always, I don't like that. There's something very targeted about that. Totally. <laughs> there wasn't even an option. Yeah. Like I couldn't even, I just had to go through. Yeah. There's no option. They don't, they, uh, I mean, I know it's my fault at the end of the day. Is but it? Why? Because you didn't you. buy a thing to stick in your car. I didn't pass? know it was going this way. Yeah. Right. No, I, and there's not enough, uh, notification beforehand and not enough warning (laughs) to let me know that I need change or cash or you guys got to get debit card machines or something. Yeah, there's not even a little man in a house with (laughs) some change. (laughs) I need to speak to the manager and he's not there. (laughs) Yeah, but parking, that's interesting. Oh no, I I did get a parking ticket, I would say about eight months ago in, uh, in like Beverly Hills and I just parked and didn't go to the valet. Yeah. And then went in, and when we came out, uh, the guy I was meeting with went to the valet, and my thing had a ticket on it. And, wow! And so it, the valet, like the valet, kind of thought, yeah, the valet was like, yeah, <laughs> that one, yeah, <laughs> it's on you, pal. Wow! Oh, I've never heard of that. I know you could have just waved me. I was just confused. I didn't, I didn't know. know that that was a possibility in L.A. I know. What else do we have to deal with? The world uh, is falling apart. It's against we're us. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to take one last break. When we get back, I have a bunch of Twitter questions okay. that have been submitted for you. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, we are back. And before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that Uh has been on the podcast. The first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Who, alive or dead, that I would like to throw cold spaghetti at? I would throw it at Sean Hannity. Oh, okay. We haven't had that as an answer, so thank you. And why? I just feel like he's he's a liar. Okay. I don't care what side you're on, even if you're like a real Republican yeah. or a real Democrat. It's just like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's inciting people. I don't like people that make other people unhappy and insightful and based on lies. Like yeah. He knows what he's doing. That I I I value and appreciate. Cold spaghetti for a liar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are the rules. Yeah. Um the other question is to tell us um your worst or most memorable pants shitting story, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine um is college jogging front lawn. Got it. Uh Grandma, card game, swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, that sounds like a fun 4th of July. (laughs) I never saw that bathing suit again. (laughs) Oh, for good reason, for good reason. Okay, um, let's get into these questions submitted via Twitter, um, a a platform that you don't like to engage so (laughs) deeply into. Um, Nicole wants to know what experiences from your career would you use as advice for those wanting to get into comedy? I'm sure you get the advice question all the time. Yeah. Um, I guess the best advice would be, I don't know if it's the best, but it's the best at this moment is, uh, (laughs) find a comedian that you respect Mm. and hang around them. Hmm. Like get, like if you're in a, if there's a club where you're starting to try it out yeah. and, and just find people who you like and you think are funny mm-hmm. and get to know them and hang around because you'll, there's very few people that can show you like, right. I could say write more or sure. do this or whatever, but it's, it's a life 
kind of well, that, thing. That's the interesting thing in stand-up. I, I know it a little bit from the outside looking in at it, but there is a very... Um, don't know what the right like phrase is for it but a lot of people take people under their wings there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like mentorship it seems that happens in the community whether it's organic or kind of chosen yeah yeah and it's uh it's a very odd thing that only certain people really really understand yeah so is that still happening in the stand-up space always always Always. okay everyone needs an opening act Yes, true. Right? Very true. And the opening act is usually someone who really wants to do it and is yeah. learning. So it's the kind of that mutual thing. Hmm. And it, and somebody did it for you. Right. You do it for them. And, uh, you know, it's not selfish. It's it's not purely um, uh, the opposite of selfish. <laughs> it, selfless. It, it's not, yeah, it's not selfless. It's uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Thank you. It's... Uh, you know, you're getting you're around with somebody who's funny and right. and you're and they're helping your shows and uh, but yeah, get around people who you really respect and like and soak it all in. Yeah, that's yeah. great advice. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of focus on you know create your content, do your work right, do all of that, but yeah. a lot of it is uh, being. Right place, right time, or around the right like motivating voices. It's confusing. It's so yeah. to have somebody that's gone down the the road already mm-hmm. is is very very helpful. Do you notice any major differences? I'm sure there's a lot from when you started versus, you know, present day people yeah. getting into the space more. Uh yeah, I mean there's a lot of really cool stuff. There's definitely a lot more uh places to do it. Right. It's not so rigid mm. in who's doing it, where they're doing it, yeah. how they're doing it. Uh stand up has become like music hmm. in that there's classical and there's alternative and you know, there's, there's so, it's so varied now. The genres have yeah, expanded. Which yeah. is great. So you can kind of pick, you know, certain people think that, Oh, so-and-so does this, but that's not comedy. That's like a, a one man show or mm. that's a, or, or that's not comedy. That's like prop stuff or whatever. And it's all comedy Yeah, is, is and now it's all being accepted and be, all these audiences are able to, pick who they like hmm. and create their little army of fans right. and follow that person. So that's really cool. The one negative of that uh, of that span of it mm-hmm. is that you can just play to your like-minded group mm. mm-hmm. and just play there and not be able to make everybody laugh. Right. And right. I come from the time when you just were thrown into bars where they weren't expecting comedy (laughs) or sent to a nursing home or sent to the deep South or Uh sent to rich people in new England. And you had to make all of them laugh equally. Yeah. And that's, there's a power to that. Yeah. You have to to get really strong. Mm -hmm. And then you go back, of course, your group will, who likes you if it's families or if it's young women or whatever, Right. they'll like you more. Right. But you're able to be liked by all of them. Yeah. That, to me, is the goal, is to be purely funny to everybody. Universally funny. And I think that's the way that people develop now, you kind of pigeonhole yourself. And mm. and I, I fear that they won't be able to uh, have as long careers because mm-hmm. of that. Like the chameleon effect, kind of being able to handle yourself wherever you are. There's safe spaces in comedy now. Yeah. Yeah. And Interesting. most of comedy is not a safe space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a landmine. Yeah. Uh, House of Trash, Twitter's wonderful, wants to know, what is it like to be old? Um, It's not the best. <laughs> What's weird is, uh, and I, I could see, I could see where um, there's just, you know, your knees aren't as great. You can't just jump off of things. <laughs> anymore yeah i've learned that um uh, having an injury as an adult yeah it has so much shame to it it's so embarrassing <laughs> to you know show up with like your foot in a boot or something yeah. like that there's just so it's not like when you're 10 years old and you play soccer and everyone's got crutches somewhere <laughs> right exactly. but like as an adult it's like very embarrassing <laughs> yeah uh yeah, I don't feel I don't feel it. You know, my eyes aren't great. My hair's going <laughs> like those little vanity things are sure. weird. Um, I'm still like strong, like I can physically do those kind of things. But you could just see it coming, <laughs> and what you could just see it coming. It's like all starting to happen, and you definitely uh, 
you definitely I starting to understand why people who are much older are like they almost talk to you like they're a young person trapped in this broken down body. <laughs> uh-huh. That seems like, oh yeah, that's how it's going to go. Because yeah. <laughs> I literally went, if I talk to a, uh, an 18 year old comedian, I don't see them as older than me. Right, right, right. I don't. I just, I'd see them. My wife was always asking me, how old is so-and-so? Uh-huh. I have no idea. <laughs> I literally don't have, I've never Come thought of it and I don't think about it. And yeah. I do think that I'm, whoever I'm talking to, I think I'm them. Yeah. But that goes to your point of you being able to blend your comedy to whomever, you being able yeah, to maybe. assimilate to the people around you yeah. uh, makes yeah. sense. Until you can't f- see the <laughs> shampoo, if it's the shampoo yeah. or the lotion in the hotel room and you're like, oh, no, maybe I'm not 18. There, that, That's a fun thing to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rapunzarello wants to know, what are your favorite kind of chips? Oh man. <laughs> I would say right now it's um it's kettle chips, salt and vinegar. Ooh. But you know it's a weird one What's which that? I just got turned on to, which I don't almost embarrassing to say I like it was is kettle chips uh pickle chips. Yeah, I'm a big fan of You those. are? Yeah, big fan. I like anything with the pickle flavor, the briny, all yeah. of it. Yeah. It's a little weird to say out loud. It is kind of gross, <laughs> yeah. but I love I, them. it's really addictive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also salt and vinegar, I think, is could be gross if you think about it. You're yeah. like, you're just eating vinegar in crunchy form right now. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> but now we've just taken a different yeah. type of vinegar and put yeah. it on a chip. But there's something worse about seeing a pickle on the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's something a little jarring about seeing that. Uh, Catherine wants to know, favorite childhood memory and favorite job memory. Oh, God. What sort of jobs did you have before stand-up? Oh, I had lots of jobs. Um, I cut lawns. Mm -hmm. I worked in as a busboy. I worked in factory. Um, you did it all. Yeah, I did yeah. a lot of well, every weird little odd job. I liked when I like I liked um, when I was young. I liked my favorite moments were when I was supposed to be working mm-hmm. and I would be getting out of it. <laughs> like I, I worked for a car company, uh-huh. and I found like if you pull the boxes out in the warehouse, you could climb behind the box and sleep back there. <laughs> You know, or like if you just pretended to cut the lawn, you could just like take a nap in the (laughs) Wait, how do you pretend to cut the lawn? Uh, You just start it up and you're working for an old lady and you tell her, see you next week. Yeah, there you go. She won't know the difference. (laughs) Yeah. I always like getting out of work for sure. That's great. Uh, Childhood memory? I don't know. There's so, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many. I just like, I liked, I liked, uh sleepovers when you were told you were going to they were going to kill you if you s- laughed and if you were noisy anymore what if like if, in the, <laughs> if you're having a sleepover they're like get to bed oh it's yeah, two yeah. o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah yeah and you just you and your friend just cannot stop laughing <laughs> yeah, oh um, those moments yeah, were pretty great pure giggle fits <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah those are fantastic have you tried having teenage daughters to assimilate to like what they like and are into? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it a difficult task or do you find that it's more interesting than difficult? It's kind of, it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Cause I, you know, when you're young, mm-hmm. you don't have to ask what the cool music is. Right. You never look at a list. No. You never look like you, it just hits, you just live it. Yeah. I don't know how it gets to you when you're young. <laughs> friends and I just but you know exactly what's good and what's so my whole I just keep asking them like do we like her like if something (laughs) something comes on it's like do you like do we like this well I feel like you have built-in resources for your material sometimes (laughs) to just fact check things no absolutely get the temperature of pop culture about things yeah but there's a lot of it that's really just unknowable yeah and it depends like their tastes are different too we were watching she was watching The Bachelor the other night. Yeah. And uh and I I was there watching it with her. Just mm-hmm. want to be in the room with her. Right. And I'm just <laughs> I'm just mocking it. And she's like, "You can't do this. You can't say you want to be with me and then rip apart the show that I am enjoying." Yeah. I'm like, "You're right. You're right." You can't yuck my yum right <laughs> yeah. now. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. 
Uh, but that, but the Bachelor, I think, is one. No offense to your daughter, that is worthy of making fun of. Oh my god! I haven't gotten into this season because it hurts my heart. A what little a bit. horror show! What are the just as women? I feel like what? It's do, tough. What? Do you, come on, no. They're they're doing their best. They're doing the best. Everything turns into housewives, and they do yeah. the like the after show, and they're all just Ugh. awful to each other. I love like, housewives. There, I mean, it's fascinating <laughs> to me. Bachelor makes me a little cringy. I think I like the housewives because they're. At least when I started watching, they were, you know, an echelon above me. So I didn't uh-huh. feel as connected. So it was more interesting to watch. But when I watch like The Bachelor, right. I'm like, these are peers in a way. <laughs> right. And so there's something inherently sad about what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. And now Housewives make me sad, but still fully entertaining. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. like you can't read too much into it. You just right. got to go with the flow. Yeah. And just, yeah. You know, I, I can't be, be like, there. oh, this is just horrible for my yeah. <laughs> young women to see and what the, they, they get it. Yeah. They yeah, know yeah, what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, Heather wants to know how nerve wracking is it to tape a Netflix special? It's pretty nerve wracking. The whole goal of when you're shooting a special is to make it uh, as close to just a live experience that you've been doing on tour all year. Yeah. But then all of a sudden there's cameras and, makeup and all this other stuff going around it and the ner- the audience is more nervous mm-hmm. and it, it's a little more heightened so you have to kind of temper it, it it's pretty so i would say it's pretty nerve-wracking yeah but each one gets a little easier it feels like uh, you're hosting your own party kind of and like yeah. making sure everyone is having a good time yeah like there's nothing better than the show the next show after that night oh yeah yeah, yeah. and there's no pressure and the audience is just there to have fun they're not there right. f- to make your taping go well right right, right. oh yeah because they're there to support you yeah. and they're, they're, they want you to succeed so there's a lot of just like yeah. hope in the air yeah don't blow it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um favorite wait wait moment diana wants to know Oh, I got to host. I got to guest host. Oh, nice. Yeah, which was pretty great. How because was that? I've always liked that show. Um, the whole thing is great. Peter Segal is great. Paula Poundstone, who's like the, the legend. legend. She's just amazing. And then I got to guest host it. Cool. And yeah, and uh, with her on the panel and stuff. And it's a very rare thing. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of people got to do it. Like yeah. Tom Hanks did it. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that good was company. like, yeah, that was really, that was the moment so far. I love doing it. I'm going to, I think I have two more coming up this year. That's awesome. Yeah. Before the summer. Very cool. Um, okay. This is our last question. Becca wants to know what's the best quality about the last person you texted? What's the best quality of the last person I texted. Or the last person you could remember, I guess, that you text. You don't have to pull out your phone and look at all that. No, I got him in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a perfect memory of every text yeah. I've ever sent. Yeah. It actually was uh it actually was my friend Joanne mm-hmm. who works at Netflix. Oh. And we were just texting about the special. And uh the best thing about her is in a she She's this great person who was at Comedy Central for years and is at Netflix now, and she was very involved with it and was a good friend for all this time. I would have to say that she is um, a very truthful, loyal person. Like That's very nice. Yeah, like in this business, it's very easy to yeah. be put in positions where maybe you let friendships slide, and she is uh, the opposite of that. Well, a, what a lovely quality. Yeah, it is. A great quality, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so good to hear yeah. that those people are in your life. They exist. <laughs> yeah. They're around. Um, Tom, thank you for being here. Before we wrap everything up, okay. every guest that's on the podcast gets a personalized fortune cookie. Personalized. From, from us to you. Oh. Um, you obviously don't have to eat it, but there is a fortune in there that is. Can um, I open it now? Of course. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's buried deep. <laughs> Wow, it's really, really. In <laughs> it's it's either really long. Oh, it's really long. Oh wow, look at that. Should I read it? Of Would course, you like to hear uh, it? Absolutely. <laughs> Papa dot dot question mark. Papa, is that you? Papa saved me from this cookie. Papa, oh shit, sorry, wrong guy. Wow. Wow. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, you must get that all the time, constantly. There's a lot of papas out there. Oh, <laughs> this is a very treat. Um, Tom, where can people find very you, treat. the special, everything that you're up to if they don't know? Uh, go to TomPapa.com. Okay. 
that has links to the new book, to the bread videos, to the special, to the tour. It's all right there. Everything. And, and you'll be touring for the next couple months, right? Instagram, all that stuff. It's all Tom Papa, P-A-P-A. Great. Yeah, I'm touring um, uh, heavy till the summer. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, make sure you guys go out and check them out on the road and go watch the Netflix special. It's out now. Everyone can watch yeah. it. Um, I loved it. It will make you feel better because you take a lot of the pressure off of everyone. It's good. In existing in this world. Oh, and my book is coming out in May. Oh, your book. You're doing great and other reasons to stay alive. I mean, we all need that right now. Right now. But can people pre-order now? They can. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Go check that out, everyone. Thank you again for being here. You're the best. Good luck on your travels. Thank you very much. Fingers crossed. I'll give you updates. Please. I'll check your Twitter. We'll okay. see you guys next time on Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Who's Grace Helbig? Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>